Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I please be seated? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give him all the glory Thank you Jesus we give him all the glory thank you jesus oh thank you father for such opportunity of fellowship thank you for the power of your word and the glory that the word of god is glorified in our midst tonight thank you blessed holy spirit for the dispensing of life and light and wisdom and experimental knowledge of life this is life eternal that they may know thee the only true god in jesus christ whom thou hast sent open our eyes to behold the beauties and the glories of your son dear father thank you lord in jesus name the son of god hallelujah praise god hallelujah i read for god's word thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus at the last session three months ago we did we spoke on the kingdom and um, tonight tonight um, I want to teach on the preeminence of Christ the preeminence of Christ hallelujah the preeminence of Christ now the apostolic message that was given the early apostles was actually about a person it's about a person it's about a person that's Jesus Christ the Apostle Paul said we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and we your servants for Jesus sake 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5 we preach not ourselves you know so what we preach is Jesus Christ hallelujah in Acts chapter 5 verse 42 the Bible says that and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ glory to God speaking of the apostles and daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ so actually our calling is to a person and 
our preaching is about a person hallelujah brethren understand that whenever you talk about jesus the father loves to listen to that sometimes you should sit down and speak to the father about his son jesus i'm telling you it, 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 it's not like oh but the father, father you know everything about jesus no he loves to listen to his son about his son are you here yeah that is why even in the old testament even in the shadows the types and the rituals even with that one god ordained that there should be a continual burnt offering that is offered daily and the fire was never, never supposed to go out every 9 a.m every 3 p.m there was a sacrifice every day because the burnt offering pointed to jesus it was a sweet smelling savor so every day morning evening there was a sacrifice in israel every day in the temple why because the burnt offering reminded god of his son the devotedness of his son how his son loves him his preciousness the sweet smelling savor the sweet smelling aroma so even in the time god daily wanted to be reminded of his son hallelujah that's the ultimate that's ultimate and i'm telling you that the quality of your life will be improved based on the revelation you have about the person of Jesus Christ based on him the quality of your, of your life is improved by that have you ever read in John 1 16 that of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace do you believe in this verse do you believe as thou the scriptures of his fullness have all we received and grace upon grace grace for grace we have not received his scarcity we have received his fullness do you understand brethren scripture cannot be broken God cannot lie that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promise before the word began God cannot lie it's not his nature and the word of God is true these are eternal verities and he's saying that of his fullness not of his scarcity of his fullness we have received you know how it comes to us grace upon grace like like the waves of the sea coming without any intermission we have received his fullness let me tell you something all authority was given to Jesus and he gave it to us all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me therefore go and he gave him to be the head of all things to the church the head of all things and transmitted it to the church the authority he gave us how about power and you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you he has given us his power what about wisdom and haven't abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence that in all things ye are enriched in him in all knowledge and utterance what about his love and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given to us what about his life he that has a son has life I'm telling you of his fullness and the good news is that and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ do you know what it means it's like joint signatory with Christ the other party that cannot access the, or receive the inheritance without the other one so for him to be promoted we have to be promoted promoted 
that's why he has raised us up together he couldn't raise him alone <laughs> it should be all of us <laughs> and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ of his fullness it will shock you in heaven what we had and we never accessed it because we never knew by light and revelation it will shock you It will shock us in heaven. But now, we have the opportunity now. Oh, what an opportunity. Listen, Paul is not even our standard. Jesus is our standard. We can live beyond Paul. True of us. Is Jesus who is our standard. Did Paul die for you? No, he didn't die for you. But of his fullness, have all that's why the Bible says that he does see it that he abided in him ought also himself to walk even as he walked if it's not possible he wouldn't have told us he wouldn't have told us of his fullness of his fullness have all we received listen the church is supposed to be Christ that's a our call, our focus, our mandate, everything is, is Jesus. It's about, a, it's about a person, it's Jesus. It's all about Him. Philosophy would say, Man, know thyself. That's philosophy. Philosophy is all about you knowing yourself. But that is not Christianity. Christianity is not about you knowing yourself, Christianity is about knowing Him. Because you see, there is nothing in us. It's about him. Because Jesus is our true identity before God. He is the measure of my true worth. What is true of that man is true of me. Because as he is, so am I in this world. He is the new me. He's my new self. Hallelujah. You know him, you know yourself. That is why we all with an unveiled face beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. But if we have received his fullness, we have received his wealth, we have received his life, we have received his love, his wisdom, if we have received his fullness, why are we not seeing it? Why are we not seeing it? In 2 Peter 1 verse 2, the Bible says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge. Now, King James says, Through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That is not the exact translation from the Greek. grace and peace be multiplied to you through Jesus Christ our Lord and our God that's the Greek grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord and our God that's the Greek hallelujah so the Greek original text is Jesus the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord and our God the thing is this grace and peace can be multiplied the reason why we are not accessing this fullness of him is because this, the fullness comes to us as grace 
of his fullness have all we received and what grace yeah this divine favor we cannot merit it comes upon us but to the measure you, the degree you enjoy is the degree you access the knowledge of him him not him him his person who he is him hallelujah remember the next verses according as his divine power has given to us all things that pertains to life and godliness so has he given or he's yet to give, to, to give he has already given all things that pertains to life and godliness that means everything to make you live wonderfully on earth has already been supplied now let me ask you a question what do you think if you had if you if you get life will become better for you can you list 10 items if you are to receive right now i mean you are going to enjoy it you are going to enjoy life you know life is better life is worth living just think of 10 items whatever you can ever think has already been given because he said he has already given everything that pertains to life whether health whether good marriage <laughs> whether you know good business everything business everything has already been given peace it has been given and godliness Eusebia what do you think if you get or if it's added to your life your work with God will become better can you list 10 items everything you can ever think of is already given you that's what the Bible is saying <laughs> so it's all a matter of discovering what he has given because that grace and that peace the shalom shalom the Greek says Irene Shalom is all encompassing it speaks of the finished work of Christ all these blessed blessings blessednesses bless it is already given it's already bestowed but it's accessible by the experimental knowledge of life practical knowledge hallelujah about him so tonight we are going to study about Jesus his preeminence hallelujah praise God hallelujah so we can enjoy his fullness we can know him who he is he's our calling all right so turn with me to the book of colossians chapter one and we begin from verse 15 colossians chapter one verse 15 Colossians 1.15 Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Hallelujah. Who is, speaking about Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Let's continue. Verse 16 for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him the next verse and he is before all things and by him all things consist verse 18 and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence hallelujah and what does it get back to verse 15 who is the image of the invisible god say jesus is the image 
of the invisible God. Now, what does it mean when the Bible says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God? The image of, of the invisible God. Now, let me start explaining what image is and what does it mean for man to be in the image of God. I want us to understand what it meant for man to be in the image of God. Then we will understand how that Christ is the image of God. Hallelujah. Now, we know in Genesis 1.26 that and God said, let us make man after our own image and our own likeness, our likeness, and let them have dominion. So in Genesis 1.26, God's purpose was to make man after their image and likeness. Now, the word image is the word icon in the Greek. Icon. The icon in the Greek is E-I-C-O-N. E-I-C-O-N. That's icon. And when it is transliterated, it's the same word icon in English. And I know you know what icon is. You know what icon, icon is actually. So icon is an exact representation. An exact representation. So image is icon. Man was made in God's image. But for me to explain image, let me try to differentiate image from likeness. Other than that, you may think image is likeness. Because there's a difference between image and likeness. Image is icon, but likeness is homoyoma. Homoyoma is spelled H-O-M-O I-O-M-O I-O-M-A Homoiosis Homoyoma Now, image is different from likeness What is likeness? Homoyoma The word homo Doesn't ring a bell Homo means same Like the word homo sapiens Or the word Homophones Homosexual Homo is a word which means sin. Homoyoma, a word for appearance. So, likeness is the word same appearance. Like you have twins. You have identical twins before you. You see that they have same appearance. Is that not so? Identical twins have same appearance. Yeah. You can have this podium and another podium which is just the same appearance. So we can say they are the same likeness. Or these two chairs, you see these two chairs, they are the same likeness. But that is not image. That is not image. That the Bible that's not the Bible image. <laughs> okay. So image is internal. Image is inherent. Image is intrinsic. Image has to do with an inward constitution. But likeness is the outward form. Likeness is external, exterior, extrinsic. It's external. That's likeness. Let me prove it from scripture. So most of the times people mistake likeness, image for likeness, likeness for image. So likeness is always external. 
the Bible says of Jesus. Now in Romans 8 verse 3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Jesus came in the likeness of sinful flesh. He didn't come in the image of sinful flesh. He came in the likeness. Understand, Jesus came in the outward form like us. Now, in Philippians chapter 2, from verse 6 and 7, the Bible speaks of Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself what the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And was made in the likeness of men. Now, Jesus was made not in the image of men, in the likeness of men. Why? Because when Jesus came outwardly, everyone knew he was a man. In fact, he was more of a man than God. Nobody knew he was God. They even said, Ah, is this not a carpenter's son? It's not his brothers and sisters with us. How can he claim what he's claiming? In fact, the Bible says, neither did his brethren believe him. Those who lived in the same house, they didn't even believe him. Because this guy will go to the washroom, this guy will do everything. So, outwardly he was just like man, but inwardly he was not. <laughs> we know he was God, manifest. <laughs> so, likeness is always outward. For example, in 1 John 3, verse 2 and 3, it says, Behold, what manner of love has the fancy bestowed unto us? Therefore the world knoweth not as because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear unto us what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Now when Jesus appears, we'll be in his likeness externally because our body shall be glorified. And shall be like him. Presently we... The believer is already in his image and is being transformed more to the climax of his image. You know, but externally we'll be like him. We'll be like him. Now, there are two important words. One word is transform, the other word is conform. The word transform is always inward. The word conform is always outward. To conform is like a mold, casting the same mold, a mold. Or something conforming outwardly, externally. Okay, so when it comes to image, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. But we all with an unveiled face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, we are transformed. King James says change, but the word is transformed, metamorpho, transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So because transform transformation is actually inward. By conformation is outward. So the Bible says in Philippians 3 verse 20 that our citizenship is in heaven from whence we look for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who shall change our vile bodies that it might be conformed unto his glorious body. King James says fashion conformed to his glorious body. Hallelujah. So Likeness is external. Image. Please, I follow you. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Now, what is image? Image has to do with the seat of our personality. Image deals with the seat of our personality. The seat of our personality. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when God made us, now, He made you a, or He gave you a rational personality. Rational personality, that is to say, He gave you intelligence. You have a mind of intelligence. You can think. He made you like himself because God is an intelligent being. God is not an abstraction. God is an intelligent being. There is an intelligent being presiding over the entire universe. He knows all things. So God gave you the prowess, the power for intelligence. He gave you a mind to be able to think like he does, to have intelligence like he does. So you are a rational personality. He gave you that kind of personality. Yeah, so the seat of your personality is uh, deals with intelligence. It also deals with volition. Volition has to do with your will. You are a volitional personality. You have a will to choose. You see, God has a will. He has a power of choice to choose something. And when he made us, he made us like himself. Instead of making us robots, he also gave us the power of choice and responsibility that we will have the power to choose ourselves. So he gave us a power of choice because that is who he is. So, like the Godhead, like the person of the, of the Godhead, these are the elements that mix up or that constitute a person. Look at the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit has a will. First Corinthians 12, 11. The gifts of the Spirit, he gives severally to all according to his will. The Holy Ghost has a mind. The Bible speaks of the mind of the Spirit. Because he knows and he teaches. Then we, are, we have emotions to feel. God feels, so he made us to feel. You know, he made us to feel emotions he made us to feel so we can desire praise god hallelujah praise the lord so that's how it is and um, the holy ghost has emotions that's why you can grieve the holy spirit and these organs that is, is constitute our personality is with the son and with the father godhead so externally outwardly we're made in his likeness that's to say that god does not have physical parts you see god has a body of glory he is incorporeal he's a spirit being he has no material substance his glory yet we're made in his likeness although it is very minimal to a certain degree but then to be to the fullest extent hallelujah <laughs> yet because God in his personality he has the ability he is intelligent to think the path to choose the power to feel these organs of personality which is an image he gave to man 
Hallelujah. So image actually deals with is within, but likeness is without. It's intrinsic. Likeness is extrinsic. Praise God. Now listen, when God made man, man was perfect, yet he wasn't complete. Man was perfect. The, God, the, the man God created was perfect, but he wasn't complete. Because God wanted man to be completed by he partaking of the tree of life. Man had the created life, but he did not yet have the uncreated life, which is God's own life. Man's life was created, but God's uncreated life was the tree of life, which foreshadows the life of Christ himself. Yet, there was no death in man. Man was alive. He was made a living soul. Understand this? I once mentioned of the hand. Look at the glove. You've seen a glove before? The glove is made in the image of the hand to contain the hand. Man is made in the, is made in the image of God to contain God. You understand? The reason God gave man a will, the reason he gave him in mind the reason he gave him emotions is because so that God will express his mind through your mind and God will express his feelings through your emotion and God will express his will through your will that's what actually God intended it to be that so man was not complete in himself to exercise you know because God wanted his life to be in him and his life is in him then now what man is feeling is exactly what God is feeling so man is expressing God's love man is expressing God's compassion man is expressing God's feelings what God feels about the situation was what man ought to have felt about the situation that's what God made it so that if Adam is making a choice that is what God intended to choose because his will is expressing God's highest intention that is how it was meant to be. But man was alive and he ought to have also eat the tree of life. But you know what happened? Understand this. The Bible says man was made a living soul. That was the only time in the Bible man was a living soul. After he fell, man was never called a living soul. Man was called soul. The soul that sinneth shall die. Man was never called a living soul again. Because there was no life in his soul because the spirit that was to have contained the life of god also died became stifled coagulated immobilized and became a slave to the soul if the spirit was to have the life to supply the soul and the organs of man's image so the man could fully express god 